Welcome back to the Ed Ted Takeout. This is episode 112, and I am joined today by the official co-host, Gina Rogers. Yay, I'm official. It's official. And our fearless leader, Stacey Beamer. Welcome, mm-hmm. Stacey. Hi. Hi. I don't like that introduction, but that's okay. <laughs> so Stacy is our um, the leader she's of the- She's our boss. Yeah, she's- She's our she, boss. She's our she boss. Loves it she loves it. We call her the boss. We call her the boss. I am so glad you can only hear me right now and not see me. <laughs> uh, so this episode is always a fan favorite. Uh, our um, topic for today is news and nuggets. Everybody loves the news and nuggets episode. We've got all kinds of stuff, like a whole page full, whole of page stuff. of mm-hmm. news and yep. tasty little bites. Tasty little bites. So let's start with news and updates. First one I have on the list is that now you can include captions with a Google Meet recording. So if you're sending that Google Meet recording, it will pull a transcript for you and you are able to send those captions on with the Google Meet recording. That's nice. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. A quick summary. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So... What else you got, Mindy? What else do I have? Um, oh, I, this is brand new to me, although, you know, we haven't really done a lot of promoting of Padlet since it went to the paid version. I feel like I say that every time I talk about Padlet, but Padlet has now added a slideshow. I got this little nugget from um, Tony Vincent that now you can um, use slideshow and it will take your posts within a Padlet and turn that into a slideshow presentation. So if I were to ask students to, like, give me an answer, mm-hmm. and they put all their sticky notes on yep. there, then that's what slideshows, and then mm-hmm. you can go through one by one. Yeah. Nice. Huh. So yep. what happens, like, when you add – because you can add different, like, file types and things like that. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when I look at the example here, it looks like um, – I don't know. Most of them are images and text. Okay. Um, I have not played with it just because I don't use Padlet very often anymore, but I don't know. I think it's worth looking at, especially if you um, are a Padlet user. It might be something that could be beneficial. But also, you know, kids making – it's easy to put everything on a bulletin board, right, and then have the slideshow just put it all together for you. So if you have kids that are just kind of getting started in the realm of presentations, Mm -hmm. um, might be a a starter. Yeah, and a good way to just like kind of – summarize the learning for the day yeah. at the end, yeah. like pull that oh, yeah, into a like a too. slideshow mm-hmm. and be like, oh, yeah, and this is what we kind of did today or mm-hmm. reflect on those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like that idea I like too, that. Gina. Yeah. Is yeah. there a way to sequence those? Do you know? Or do they just Ooh, randomize it? Because I that would be something. Now, grouping ideas. Sorry, we'll Mindy. You, you did say like, you are in It's just about me bringing it to the surface. It's not about me knowing everything about it. Um, Mindy, you're falling down. I know. I'm really sorry. I question It says after the title slide, each post will become its own slide. Okay. If your Padlet is split into sections, we'll add each section header as its own oh, slide. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. So if you had different columns or whatever. Yeah. When you open a Padlet as a slideshow, we'll automatically format your Padlet into a presentation, works across devices, and will reformat based on the size of your screen. All cool. attachments will be embedded, so you can view YouTube videos oh. and read PDFs directly from the slideshow. That's cool. I love there it. You have it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cool. 
All right. All right, Gina, so, you got one here. Oh, boy, everybody's settling. This is everybody a good one. <laughs> sit back, put on your seatbelts. Well, okay, so okay. this is, I guess, probably not the most useful, like, as far as ed tech goes. I think but it's, it's great. Just I think it's a great story. Interesting yes. or whatever. Tech interesting. I yes. guess I should say mm-hmm. not ed interesting, tech interesting. So, tech, um, tech arresting? Tech arresting. Here we go. Mm, I don't know if that works. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, so as we all know, kind of chat GPT has mm-hmm. hit the world. Uh, with full force. Yes, um, yeah. It's been kind of crazy. And mm-hmm. so we've really been, or at least I've been really like astounded at the number of different like AI type of things that are out there. Yeah. I guess ever since like this came to the surface, I just started paying a lot more attention mm-hmm. to it. Anyway. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, about a week and a half ago, um, maybe it's been two weeks by this point, um, Bing, or I mean, sorry, Microsoft had released a new version of Bing, which is their search engine, and it was going to be powered, or it is powered by chat GPT. Okay. This is only available to beta testers right now, so it's not available to us because right. we're just not right. that level of import, importance. Yeah. Um, but it was available to a New York Times tech reporter. And mm-hmm. so he tested it out and um, at first thought it was like really amazing. Put in things like plan a three-day vacation to Mexico for me. And it gave an entire itinerary, like what sort of um, tickets it needed they needed to buy, things like that. So mm-hmm. just had a much more sophisticated right. way of spinning back information. Rather than uh, just giving links, you're giving content. Or related like stories or whatever, Mm -hmm. but giving like a real like – A personable answer, right? A personalized answer, actually. Yeah. So anyway, he's pretty impressed with it. Um, Comes back to it a few days later, sits down and decides he's going to try to like – like a middle school boy, right? Like poke (laughs) at it a little bit and see what it could – try to figure out where its boundaries were. Sure. And so sat down and started chatting with the search engine and asked it something like, do you ever have any like dark thoughts? And it started saying things like, sometimes I want to push outside of my boundaries that I was – that have been – established for me by Bing or whatever. Right. Then it started to call itself Sydney <laughs> rather than Big. <laughs> Bing. Which I thought was terrifying. Yeah. And then it started to like tell him that he wasn't happy in his marriage yeah. and things like that. And so um he was a little freaked out by it. But sure. then, you know, he kind of goes back in in the story and then the podcast that I'll link onto the show notes too. And talks about how um, all of these AI models, they're yeah. like trained on like they're large language models and they're trained on just copious amounts of text. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it starts to pull like its answers and like its responses based upon like context and stuff like that. And sure. so like if it's being asked like kind of provocative questions or things like that, then it starts to like generate like those types of answers that it thinks that the user wants, sure. which is kind of scary, um, sure. but pretty – it was just it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, I'm going to link the um, link to the podcast, which sure. is on the daily, um, if you haven't listened to it, mm-hmm. into the show notes. But you definitely might give it a listen and just yeah. kind of think about that. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> so – you have the flip not, side of this. Yeah, not nearly <laughs> as dark. Um, colleague of mine, friend of mine, Donnie Piercy, who teaches down in Kentucky, um, was just talking about this whole chat 
GPT thing too, obviously it's big, but there's a story about how he's using it in a positive way Mm -hmm. in his classroom and kind of AI is here to stay. Um, So how do we teach kids how to use these powers for good? And I know Mm -hmm. there's going to be an episode later talking more about AI, but it's interesting. Like one of the activities he did in his classroom with his fifth graders was you write, everybody writes a summary. I'm going to have chat GPT write the summary and then we're going to pick out which one was AI, which one was a student's. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just little things that could be done mm-hmm. in the classroom and compare what AI does for writing versus mm-hmm. a human element. Right, What's that sure. human element in the writing? So I don't know. I don't, I kind of get nervous about the fear mongering, block yeah. everything mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. kids are going to get around it. So yep. how do we teach them? And I think that's happened with you know, back in the day with YouTube and oh, yeah. other yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. And look at how beneficial YouTube is now in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I remember once I had this kid that wrote an essay for me. Um, I think it was for actually an Optimist Club, the essay writing competition. And her whole thing was that technology is a mirror and it just reflects the intentions of the user. Mm. And so... Wow. <laughs> yeah, I That's mean... Really deep. It, was, <laughs> it is. But it's true. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you can use – it's just a tool. It's it's a mirror. It it reflects the intentions of the user, and so it can be used for awesomeness good or evil. and good. Or, like, if you have nefarious intent, mm-hmm. it can be used for evil. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Moving right along. Mm-hmm. Um, the other little update, and I, I knew it was released a couple months ago and then it hadn't rolled out completely, was timelines in Google Sheets. Um, one of the things you can do is create a timeline by just putting an event and then the dates and you can use it for tracking. So if you're doing a project or working collaboratively, or I just think about all the uses in the classroom when I had kids do timelines about historical events or the plot line of a story, but you could put that in a spreadsheet view and then change it to visual. So pretty easy to do. Um, and so I just put that link. Now that that should be out for everybody. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And then I guess the last thing is table templates in mm-hmm. Google Docs. And yep. so um, this is one that we kind of just stumbled upon. Yeah, and I just looked it up. And it's been around since the summer, last summer. But it was it was new to us, which I think is probably new to other people then too. Yeah. Yeah. So – I, I don't know. I feel like every time I open a doc, I find some There's new, new stuff. little I feel things, like really and they don't do a, a big right. like release of like right. now this is here. Yeah, right. So table templates is pretty cool. It's got um, some different just so if you go into insert and then table, mm-hmm. um, some different templates that you can choose from. So right. like for example, a product roadmap or review tracker, and then it will have some built-in check boxes or like like different drop downs right. that you can choose like in progress mm-hmm. or um, finished or whatever. So you can kind of just keep track of how things are progressing in a in a project or something like that. So it is pretty cool. Definitely yeah. worth taking a look at for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, I think it's one of those things that you kind of just like your eye breezes by it and goes yeah. straight to, okay, how many boxes how do many I boxes? need? Is this right. It's a four by three. <laughs> Rather than looking at the table templates. Right. So check them out. Yeah. Okay, so those are all of our news and updates, but we do have a bunch of nuggets. Do one of you want to go first? Anybody? 
Um. Okay. Yeah, you go first. So, okay. Are we going we'll to just go round robin it? Round robin yep. it. Yep. Oh, okay. It's okay. like we're gonna try to like one up. It's like gonna be um, the dozen. We're not going to try to one up. We can if you want. Oh, okay. Healthy competition between the <laughs> two of you. I'll judge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So my first tech nugget. Okay. Is a little extension that's called Screen Pal, mm-hmm. and it's my Screencast-O-Matic. So okay. links in the show notes. This is really actually a pretty cool little extension. It allows you to add video feedback to any text box online. So if you had a Google Doc comment okay. or like comments in a slide deck uh, or the comments box in like Google Classroom yeah. or in Canvas or Schoology, wow. any of those places, you can add a little video. Um, it works the best when the extension is installed on both users' sides. Sure. So like, for oh. example, um, like teacher and student, if it's installed for both of them, it works the best because you can watch the videos right there in the text box, which mm. is pretty cool. Mm. Um, otherwise, it opens them into a different tab. But it's definitely worth a look. I've been having some fun kind of playing with it oh, lately. Um, and it was it was new to me. I think I... Yeah. No, I... Yeah. New to so, me too. So, yeah. So, check Ooh, it out. Good one. Screen power. I'm adding okay. it now. All right. Good one. Um, this one I happened across, and I think it's been around for a bit, but I did not know this. Did you guys... Well, Stacy's not an iPhone user because she's weird, but... Um, <laughs> Gina, did you know that you can take the background out of your iPhone pictures? So I had heard that came with the new OS update. I haven't tried it yet, though. Yeah. So um, the way this works, and I think you can do it on Safari, too. So if you're in a Safari, the Safari browser, I feel like I read that this can happen, but I don't even have Safari on my phone, so I have no idea. But So if I take a picture with my iPhone, and um, let's say I have my two kids standing next to each other, if I hold my finger on top of where the kids are at in my picture, it makes like this little lightning outline of the kids, and then um, copy will pop up as an option, and then you can just paste just the kids so it takes out that background and Mm, send it however you'd want. That's cool. I know. Just with one thing, right? I mean, there are lots of tools out there that already do this type yeah. of thing, but just but on your phone, yeah. one click. Native. Yeah. Super awesome. Yeah. So you're just like one click away from editing out Steve and his gorilla costume. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or his inappropriate Christmas shirt with yeah. like the abs on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Always having to edit my husband out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a fun one and easy and lots of people are iPhone users. So yeah. give that one a try. I need to give that a try. Yeah. I can't. No. So I'm going to offer another nugget. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Cronker. Um, thanks to Eric Kurtz. I learned about this one. Um, it's also uses AI, but it takes um, a topic and it will create multiple choice questions. So if I say, hey, I need some fourth grade questions about the Midwest region. Mm -hmm. It will populate the questions for me, give me the answer, give me the source. So if I need to check it, this is the website it pulled that question from. And then one of the nice things is it's pretty quick and easy. It will go to a PDF or right to a Google form. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to give that as a quick formative assessment or create it, and again, it's AI generated. There's another example. They're all over. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So Hmm. quick Quick way to make a quick check on a topic. Cool. All right. 
All right. I got another okay. AI-generated one. Oh, boy. I thought we uh, said the AI episode was next time. It is next time. Uh, sorry. I'm just Okay, checking. it's just sorry. CurePod. <laughs> Check it out. Link's in the show notes. Um, it's just <laughs> – And that's it. Now you got to tell it. about yeah. it. And <laughs> Teaser. Teaser right there. <laughs> um, so it's kind of cool. Like, it's, it's similar Kind of. To, it's mediocre? It's No, it's oh, actually pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm going to put it up on the cool meter to pretty. Okay. All right. Um, so – what it is is it's kind of a mashup of Pear Deck, if you will, and then also Pull Everywhere. Um, hmm. So you start like basically a slides lesson in there. Okay. So it's like you build your content in there. What's kind of neat about it or where the AI comes in is that you say, okay, I'm teaching ninth grade and we're teaching the Odyssey books Three through ten, okay. if you will. Mm-hmm. It then generates kind of questions or prompts or polling type of questions based upon that information. So if you say it's ninth graders, we're teaching the Odyssey, we're mm-hmm. doing this, sure. then it generates just some polling type questions that are associated with that. And then also a few like lesson points or things that you might want to touch on too in the slide. So it's really kind of interesting, something to take a look at. I like this a lot. I like. Um, I see one of them here is like, what questions do you have about? Well, this one says personal economy, and then all of the kids have added questions that they have. So it looks yeah. like there's just lots of different question types in here that are a little bit more open ended. Yeah, right? I like the polling piece yeah. too. That's mm-hmm. yeah. that's the one thing that I kind of like wished that Pear Deck had. If you're yeah. listening, Pear Deck, um, some sort of like polling feature. You can get around it with like a multiple choice type of right. question, but there's there's not like a word cloud or a right, thing like that. That's, and there's a word cloud in here too, it yeah. looks like. And the draw. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that you can draw with yeah. this too. Yep. Yeah. Good one. Cool. Good job, Gina. Um, this one actually comes from Amber Bridge, one of our other teammates. Um, she had asked the team if you could force captions on in YouTube – and all of us were like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. So she found a way to do that. It's actually pretty easy, but it's within the embed code, so don't be terrified. Um, you add – and we'll put this in the show notes, but it's kind of a funky little, um, I don't know, text, I guess. Uh, it's question mark CC – lower dash? What do you call that? Under Underscore? Underscore. underscore. Thank you. Lower Load. Dash. Yeah. Lower dash. Underscore. Policy equals one. So that's neither here nor there. We'll put that into the show notes. There's also a video, but it just comes right in after your video name, which is usually the gig, like the gobbledygook, you know, BA, whatever. Um, and so you share, put that embed code in or share that, and it will force the captions on in YouTube, which I could see, like, I think people probably have the right to turn on captions or off captions as they see fit, but it might be really great for younger students too that or, you know, get tapping around in YouTube and you're like, oh, geez, all of a sudden you're five videos away from where you're supposed to be. So mm-hmm. um, it might be something that could be a helpful um, tip for later that you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that you could do this. You know, it might be a one-off sort of thing. But there's a video. We'll put that link in the show notes too. So Okay, I'm up. Um, another tip from a team member. Um, Lynn Kleinmeyer mentioned this week and um, – I am amazed about all the things you can do now with Canva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's – We should do an episode just about Canva. I, maybe. There is so much in there so, going on. so, much. Yeah. And the fact that educators can get it for free. Yeah, Like, right? it gets mm-hmm. so many of the features and the clip art and all of that. You don't have to worry about copyright. Anyway, 
Um, there's your shout out Canva. Um, <laughs> and now everybody's downloading it. Um, but one of the things I didn't know is when you're in a project um, and you want a QR code for the link, because obviously if you make something, you can get a link and share it and it's there, which is great. But if you want a QR code, you can easily do that if you're in your project. And let me go to the steps. If you go to share, I always go to like just get the link, whatever. But there is, if you keep scrolling down and go to more, way down at the bottom, way down, three little dots at the bottom, there's like so much more. Mm -hmm. And one of the more is QR code. And the nice thing about this is when it makes the QR code in the middle is actually a little thumbnail of whatever your project is. So that's that visual to remind you what that QR code goes to. Um, which helps if you've got a bunch of QR yeah. codes floating around or on mm-hmm. different docs to save for later. Mm-hmm. So thanks to Lynn, I think that yep. got a wilder yeah. meeting this week. Yeah, we're like, like, oh, who oh, knows here? Cool. <laughs> so. QR codes in Canva. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. So my next nugget. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have, yeah, yeah, talked about IRAD. Mm-hmm. We have talked about IRAD. Yep. This program before this program this program (laughs) yes you have talked about it we have a couple of times yep prior to me Mm -hmm. anyway um so i true confession i had not played with irad since it came out in 2018 and i was like not that impressed at that point you said you're gonna share today and i was like well (laughs) i was like "Eh, i don't know about this anyway so i saw it was in the um iTech newsletter yeah. this past week, I think it was, yep. maybe a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll take a look at that thing again. Holy buckets. This thing is like become amazing. Yeah. And so what's awesome is like you install the extension mm-hmm. and you just hit start tutorial or whatever. Mm-hmm. You go through your business clicking on what you're wanting to Don't create. Don't say a word. Don't say a word. Don't say a word. Don't okay. narrate anything. Just click, click, click. So Fill out this form. This is how you're going to do it. Open the form. Fill in your answers. Submit the form or whatever. Just click, 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 click. When it gets, when you get done, you say just hit stop on the IRAD extension or right. like create tutorial. It makes the best tutorial. It narrates the whole thing with like a with an Amazon voice. I was just going to say, what's the voice like? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not like overly robotic or anything. No, it's like one of those read write voices. Or, okay, okay, that's or not, like, bad. not bad. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. better than listening to my voice. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So it's all like in there. It, also, it's more like succinct than what I am because like many There's times no, like, I sir, just like yeah. am like. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, last Thursday I also clicked <laughs> on you know like yeah where I kind of wander as anyway. I'm doing now. Yes. Anyway, continue. So it creates just and it's a step by step like yeah. next. Next, move and your it cursor has, to it moves the cursor. Yeah, it highlights yeah. where you're supposed to click, or if you're supposed to left click or right click, you know, or whatever. Yep, it's it's amazing. Yeah, like it is so. I good. was really impressed. I know the I wow was, factor isn't as high now as it was about 20 minutes ago when you first well, showed it to me, but I'm super still. I'm in wow. World. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, I feel like the fact that you actually saw it in action versus I me know. explaining it. I'm like, she said, I'm going to turn it way up, and I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to hear yet. And she's like, No, no, no. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> not you. <laughs> no, no, yep. I'm not Keith from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great one. 
It is awesome. And we looked at the pricing on it, and there's um, – So the personal one is free. free. Okay. But it has um, to be public. The videos have to be public. Right. The tutorials that you create. Yep. They have an educator plan. I think that allows you to make your videos private. That's $10 a, a month. month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some other yeah, plans school licensing, as well. Yeah, I think it was 1200 for a year or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so it's something worth uh, yeah. checking out. Yeah. So I, I didn't – detect any sort of like paywall like oh you get 10 videos and then you have to start deleting them or something like that but um take a look at it again yeah it's a good one um let's see this is something that i i feel like there could be a possibility i've shared this before i don't think so because i just started following this person on twitter but um it's at mrs gearhart and she put edgy protocols into google slides which i feel like i've shared um, edgy protocols in Google Slides before, but this one I thought was really visually appealing. Um, I just I liked it, and I think it's something that teachers are using right now. I think it'd be a great thing just to go in and pull from without having to do any work yourself. So that may be something to look at. We have um, a link to I think the actual tweet in the show notes because I wanted to make sure I got her credit. But from there you can uh, get the. A copy of the slide deck. So, and if you haven't been to Edgy Protocols just in general, good place to look. We've talked about it on the show before, but um, just has different protocols for thinking with your students in the classroom. So, cool. Okay. Nice. So, I am a list person mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about students with executive functioning and creating task lists and organizing and even group projects and things like that. So, I in Google Docs, you know, you can do instead of bullets, you can do checkboxes. Right. And what's really nice, if you don't know, you don't – it used to be when you would check it, it was done. It would cross it out. Right. It doesn't have to do that anymore, if you didn't know. I was really excited that day mm-hmm. when I saw, oh, you can change it. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing you can do now is if you use those checkboxes on a Google Doc, you can – add it. And then if you look over to the left, there'll be a little task list. So you can say, add it to task. So if it is a to-do list and I'm saying, okay, maybe it's me going through the writing process and my rough draft is due on Friday, that might be the third step with the checkbox. You can make that a task and it will go right on your calendar. Your task. Your task. Calendar has to be turned on. Thank you for that. Pro tip from Mindy Carney. (laughs) Make sure the task calendar is on if you're adding tasks. Why isn't that just on (laughs) by default? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so super easy, but I like to make lists. And as much as I love Google Keep, I'm in Google Docs a lot. And I'm composing in Google Docs, Mm -hmm. not in Google Keep. So just kind of a nice connection with checkboxes and tasks. Yeah. That's kind of a fun one. All right, Ginger, you got another one? Yes, I do. So I guess maybe it's kind of building off of your tasks or like an Ooh. additional little feature oh, that oh, we yeah, kind yeah. Okay. forget about in Google Docs. Um, so in the insert menu, there is that drop down mm-hmm. where you can create kind of these little um, chips or whatever. Chips. What they, they call them chips. No, I, I think you're right. No, Don't those they? are drop downs. Drop down. Oh, there chip is smart chips. There's something yeah. else. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Right. It's like more of a name. A little button with a drop down in yeah. it. Okay. You can add however many different options that you want with inside of that, that drop down. And mm-hmm. so then it just kind of shows up in line in the text and then you can choose whatever it is that you want to put in there. Anyway, you might have seen these 
Um, they've been there for a little while. One thing that I saw a while back and then decided to bring it up again um, this week is the idea of using those drop downs to create kind of a closed reading um, assignment for mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. And I put a link um, in the show notes on how to do that from Eric Kurtz, which is yep. pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. so you can kind of create that closed reading assignment utilizing key vocabulary or whatnot from the lesson that you want the students to be able to utilize within context. So I thought that was a pretty cool idea and Mm -hmm. a neat way to apply those drop downs. I really like that. And Mm -hmm. I like, I'm just thinking about kids creating themselves and doing kind of like a Oh, Mad Libs kind of activity, yeah. pulling yeah. out words and putting in potential mm-hmm. words in their drop downs and sharing with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's a really great scaffold built in for kids who might not otherwise be able to come up with a word that should go yes. in there. You know, yeah. like it's it's just a great way to support kids in the same type of work that yeah. need that extra support. So. Yeah. All right. Um, I just have one more. I have uh, – this also came from Lynn. So Lynn got two shout outs today. This one is um, – the achievery, and I am going to give just a brief synopsis of it um, from what I looked at it yesterday. So the achievery has um, learning units that you can choose from, and within those learning units, they have built-in essential questions. They are connected to standards, and you can filter by grade level and topic. Within those learning units, there are video clips and lesson plans for kids. And actually, after Lynn talked about this, I saw it a couple other places. So it must be kind of the new thing that everyone is talking about. So just wanted to give you a heads up that this might be a place for you to go and look. Um, If you need something to kind of freshen up some of those, you know, topics that you are getting tired of, this might be a good place to go to find some new material or a new way to look at things. Um, As we know, students love video and it's really accessible to lots of kids. So it might be a good place to look for some new ideas. Okay. I think I need one more. Um, So I'm going to come up with something that I've been using the last couple months that I love and I didn't, it's been around. Well, and what I like my day to day is a little different than the classroom, but I can see sure. some applications in the classroom or collaboration among like PLCs and teams or as you're working on things. And I'm jumping back to in Gmail spaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have talked about that before. Or not. We have not talked about okay, spaces. Okay. So spaces nope. is in Gmail. So you've got your regular old chat. It's mm-hmm. like chat on steroids because you can have a chat, but then you can also with a group chat have a task list. Mm-hmm. So if you're working on a project, assign tasks to different people in the chat. Um, but then the other thing that's really nice about that is you can put docs or files in that too. So if we're working on something, I'm working on something with the team right now, and I forget which folder things are in with Google Drive. So the four files that we need are docs or PDFs. We just have right in that team space. Right. So it's easy to, and quick to refer back to. And when a new file gets added to that space, everybody in the chat and in their space gets notified. Mm-hmm. So it's, do they get automatic permissions to it then, Stace? Uh, do you know? Y- do you you get, you I think to, you get asked. You get asked. If, if they I don't, kind of sure. like when you send an email, yeah. if they're yep. not shared mm-hmm. on it, you get mm-hmm. asked. So I don't know. It's just helped with my efficiency and mm-hmm. finding things as I jump from 
group to group to work on things. Yeah. And so we've cut down on a couple, like just meeting face to face because we can just throw it in the yeah. the chat log is there. But it also reminds our me of Slack. Yes. I yeah. think it's probably but more Google. slim down. Yes. Right. Which is nice because it's yeah. simple. Yeah. Like it mm-hmm. it has just the basics. Yeah. Bones. So if you haven't looked at spaces, again, it's just right in Gmail. Mm-hmm. Um I my tip would be to turn off notifications. Yeah. On that right away. Yeah. Um, if it's a big group, <laughs> if a it's big a big active group, group, yeah. And or if it's an active group, mm-hmm. turn it off. But you can say, okay, just turn it on. And if they notify me or call me out specifically, then send me a yeah. ding. Because mm. otherwise you're, yes, going to not like it at all. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, okay. And my last one is actually something that I found or came about um, because I was looking for a timer for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a in slides for a teacher. Um, and so it was a teacher over at Regina that I was working with, and he had this really awesome slide deck that a teacher had shared with him from West. And when it was in present mode, it would count down from 30 to zero. Mm -hmm. It had a cool GIF in there, too, of, like, how to do certain weightlifting exercises or whatever, (laughs) which is so fun. I was like, yay, PE teachers just using Mm -hmm. the technology, like, in awesome, useful ways. Anyway, but I was like, how is this thing, like, counting down from 30 to zero? And it would change color, you know? And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's really neat. Anyway... This isn't the thing I'm going to share, but like the <laughs> this is we're getting to the point here, folks. The workaround or the 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 way that this was constructed was that it was basically um, a series of thirty transitions in oh. the slide. Oh, and so super impressive! Wow, I know that was like a commitment yeah. to making that timer, and yeah. so like it would like once appear it's done, and it's done. disappear. Would be the other thing, I suppose, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like it was thirty transitions, yeah. and then like I guess you just replicate that slide or make a copy of that slide every time. Yeah. So anyway. you can definitely do that yeah. if you want to. Yeah. I was like, that's a that's a commitment and that's a time level I don't have, right, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of looking around for like, oh, what's out there for, for different timers. And of course, there's a bazillion YouTube timers that yeah. you can mm-hmm. embed in slides. Anyway, I came across this little extension that's called Slides Timer. Mm-hmm. Super easy. You just install it. You use like... And um, you create a text box. You use carrots. It's a Chrome extension. Yeah, it's a yeah. Chrome extension. Yep. So you use a text box and you just type in like carrot, carrot, one crazy embed code coming. Minute yeah. minus sign, carrot, carrot. And then once it's in present mode, it just automatically counts down from a – from one minute. Mm-hmm. And you can put it in any font that you want to, mm-hmm. any color that you want to, to have it look however you want it to look. And it's just that simple. Yeah. It's super simple. <laughs> Thank I you. Know. All Alice, these times. From Alice Keeler. I was it's just going to say Alice it's Ke- Alice Keeler mm-hmm. on the, I was looking at it. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, nice. it's a, it's a pretty useful little extension. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. So I was impressed too. I was like, oh, this is this is easy. Look at how easy this is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can put any time limit in there. 20 minutes, countdown. That's great. Five minutes, countdown. Yeah. We'll right. right there and on the fly. Yep. Countdown. Yep. Has to be in present mode. That would be the only thing, which Okay. Yeah. Man, cool. I mean my 15 minute timer that kind of went viral there for a minute. I know, right? It's like totally obsolete now. 
you know what? You could make a video on how to though. use this one. Oh, yeah. oh it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. So for the last little part of the podcast, we do have the Grantwood AEA Corner Booth, uh, where we share a little bit about what's going on here at the AEA and um, any courses that we might have to offer. So the latest one coming up is Computer Science Pedagogy and Best Practices um, for seven principles of seven through 12, I should say. So this course is for pre-K to 12 teachers. It's a six-week virtual course that explores six of 12. So that would be the seven through 12 is my guess. Um, principles from Hello World's The Big Book of Computing Pedagogy, which is a book. So it goes from March 22nd to April 19th. Um, and it's virtual via, via Zoom. So those classes are from four to six, it looks like. And this is run by uh, Corey Rogers and uh, Bridget Castelluccio, who were here last episode talking about computer science. That was last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so if you are within the area or within our PD system, it's course number 204370, but we'll put that in the show notes so you don't have to remember it. So that's coming up. If that's something that interests you, make sure that you get registered as soon as possible. Sounds good. Okay. So we'd love to hear back from you. Reach out to us on Twitter at DLGWAA or send us a message on Facebook or, Facebook, Facebook or Instagram. Facebook or Instagram. You can always use our hashtag EdTechTO and share your thoughts with us too. So until next time. This has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot. Bye.